I kind of had this, 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 I always had this problem with people who I would ever deem boring, right? Um, like boring in the sense that they don't have a personality or their personality is very uh, one dimensional. And I think most people can agree it's not something insanely niche for one to think. But, you know, I find it annoying more so that there are individuals who just don't even recognize it to be a problem. Because it's like you you, you got all these capabilities to be anything you want in, in life, right? Like, you can be the weirdest human in this world and I guarantee you you'll be more popular than the popular kids because you embrace yourself but if you don't embrace yourself to begin with you're just like you know just a, just like a nobody and why would you do that to yourself it, it's almost it's weird it's it's because I know everybody has the desire to be recognized and I know people who would like to be uh, I guess like a ghost when they think things like drama is completely unnecessary and or they don't have much of they don't have the need to be in the spotlight at all uh but most of the time they just lack confidence in themselves and it's just i think that's really the core point of why i don't like people with no personalities or or yeah, more so that is that they aren't confident in themselves, you know, and they either think that no one will like them, which is, which is shooting themselves in the foot because people like me won't like them because they don't show personality, or they think that, uh, that, or they fear the consequence or something from their actions, and so they rather just regret doing nothing than regret doing something. You know, and like, I, I, and this thought came to me because I was thinking about my group circle, well, not my group circle, but the people I normally hang out with at Clarkson. And there's individuals that usually always, most individuals I inter- interact with are at some club, like school wise club, or, you know, some Greek life. Or act or sports, right? <laughs> and sometimes these people would be in those for simply to, I guess, make it their personalities. And some people do it because they actually enjoy doing set things, whatever they're doing. And um, and I just thought to myself, I was like, man, what if, like, do I even know people who do nothing of that sorts? And I probably do. Um. And I really can't, I can't pinpoint what person I'm thinking about that does nothing. Like, I know people who are in, in activities or in clubs or and whatnot, but don't have much of a personality. Or maybe they have a one-dimensional personality. But I don't ever really seek people who are... Who do nothing other than one thing that completely disregards their character, their characteristics. And particularly, I'm thinking about those 4.0 students. And I know there's 4.0 students that can do a lot of shit and can do a lot of things and can drink and all that. It's possible. 
So it, it, it baffles me when there's people who don't, who, you know, who, who like need to concentrate that fucking hard in order to pull this 4.0 that means nothing within five years after graduating, right? You know, I understand high school to do it because, you know, what else is there to do? It's possible. It's more achievable. If I really wanted to, I could have gone higher than a 90 average back then in high school. Um, I just never studied. I'm not saying that to, you know, flex or anything. I was a 2.0 student once I reached college, right? And I had to learn my way up. But, uh, you know, like in high school, there's nothing else to do. You're in high school mentality, whatever. That's just your ego doing your ego things. But... You know, in college, I mean, you have this, assuming you're off, you're on, you living on campus and you're away from your parents or family, you have this capability to do whatever the fuck you want, but yet you decide to be so secluded and isolated that grades are only your main concerns. And I wouldn't make it a big deal. Like, truly, I don't care if you're a 4.0 student, but you're managing to do a lot of other stuff. Like, those are the people I most respect. It is incredibly hard to be someone like, uh, you know, a 4.0 student and not, like, cheating or whatever. Like, they actually are pretty fucking smart. And they're capable of being social. They're capable of, you know, socializing with others and dicking around and having their hobbies and doing extracurricular stuff. Like, those people I salute because they just know how to balance their time. Maybe they lose sleep out of it, which, you know... I guess to them that's worthwhile. I'm sorry for that noise. Um, but, uh, you know, th- like th- those aren't the, those aren't the people I have issues with. It's those who who apparently can only figure out how to get a how to get a good grade. And it's it's worse because they're with being so focused on grades. They're disregarding. <laughs> Oh, my God. They're disregarding uh, growth for themselves, right? Like, you know, as a chemist, right? Me as a chemist, I don't care about math all that well. I mean, there'd be uses, but I don't care about calculus 3 because I'm not doing physical chemistry. I'm not, you know, concerned about statistics because I'm not ever going to use statistics all that much. Um. But, you know, like, I don't need, like, if I can get an A in the class, then cool. But I'm not going to lose sleep or stress my life out because I can't seem to get an A plus in a class. Whereas these people, that's their personality trait, getting a 4.0, being smart and all that. Like, you know, it's like being smart isn't a personality trait. If that, if anything, being smart just means you know how to study, you know. That's it. You know how to study. You know how to prioritize uh, studying over everything else, right? And that doesn't mean anything for you. I mean, yeah, you can read through uh, academic papers and decipher every single word in there, but, you know, it's not like people are going to be attracted to that shit. I mean, unless there are people who are, uh, what's the word, sapiosexuals? I don't know, but I don't think they... It doesn't take much for people who are sexually attracted to intelligence to really turn them on, personally speaking. Uh, but it's it's just maddening to me that uh, that people 
are willing to disregard themselves and their own personas just so just for just for like trivial things like grades you know at a time where you think like i'm pretty certain most companies don't really care about your gpa like it's more so important for grad school don't get me wrong like if you're going for grad school then sure then get a high gpa but you don't need anything higher than a 3.2 or a 3.5 it does not like you know unless there's scholarships involved or whatever but again it's not about the grades necessarily i'm complaining about it's the personality you're giving off based on your priorities of grades you know i've seen people who are when well, me being an ra i've seen people who don't know how to do anything other than study you know and it's it's very I just see them, like, losing away their life. I mean, like, yeah, college isn't necessarily just a, you know, socialize 24-7 and hang out and drink and drugs and all that, what all that you know, fun stuff. But, again, I've seen people really capable of balancing both of them, you know, or they don't stress out their grades all that much. And even for me, I mean, I started off with a 2.0, and I thought I was just stupid. And it, all it took was for me to learn how to study. And then, you know, I, my grades started to balance itself out to like a three-ish GPA. And, you know, my life, I'm not too concerned about it. But at least I have deep character development to the point where if, if I talk to someone who, at their every minimum, like people with personality, I would be in their top ten. You know, if I just wish if I decided to talk about whatever goes on in my mind, they will realize there's this whole like fucking 10 years worth movie in my head. And if they're really interested, they will get it will have a story of a lifetime to hear. You know, I'm <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people would rather hear that than oh you know how to stay in your room and study for 12 hours straight. Yeah. You're very, uh, you're very, uh, you have priorities, you know, it's like, that doesn't really mean anything again. Even so like in 20 years from now, like what is that going to do for you? I mean, unless that's your passion, unless you're studying something that's your passion, then that's different. You know, you have the, uh, cause if, if, if I'm a, if, you know, if, if my passion was chemistry, I don't know, like food chemistry, for example, and I studied the fuck out of it. You know, at least then I can teach people food chemistry, you know, make it simple terms so they can understand it and learn from it. And, you know, I can do something unprecedented, which may benefit society for, you know, like, that's fine. You know, at least you're accomplishing something and all that, but you know, what is this 4.0 gonna do for you if you're gonna just do a regular job that the rest of the world does, you know, in that field? Nothing, yeah. And then you're gonna be in your midlife crisis because you never really decided to build off of your persona, so your persona looks bland and it's not bland, you just never cared to season it, you know, you didn't care, you didn't test out what you can do, you never test out anything, you know. I've you know, I, if it wasn't for me testing out my limits, I would, 
I wouldn't know what the fuck I would like or dislike. You know, and you can't really do that when you're in your thirties or your forties. Nah, you have your you have your you're an adult. You have shit to deal with. You got prior, You have real priorities that you cannot ignore. You know, and it's it, it, it's why um it, it's why I I don't want to say despise. It's almost like I. That's why I cringe at people who don't know how to like whose priorities are not that relevant in the grand scheme of things, right? Uh, in terms of long terms, not like short terms, like obviously get a good grade if you can get a good grade. But if you're like, if you're, if you're short, if your long term is to just get good grades and that's only it is like, well, you know, what the fuck are you going to do with the rest of your life when grades, you can't be graded on your work anymore. You can't get graded on how to be a parent. You can't be graded on anything. You know, it's like, well, are you going to do college? Are you going to do college for the rest of your life? Are you going to, you know, it's shit like that. It's essentially, it just, it really bothers me when people don't reflect on themselves and like try to build up. And, you know, if there's anything, if there's anything you ought to know about me, is that I'm a I'm a real self-reflective kind of person, right? Like if anyone needed self-reflecting, they could they should just come up and talk to me because I love analyzing people and I love um recognizing flaws that not necessarily people can fix, but you know, understanding what they can or can do with that information, right? Like you know, I have flaws I know all my flaws, which is why I don't necessarily have insecurities with myself, right? Like, the most insecurity I would have is simply, um, I don't know, body dysmorphia, like minute body dysmorphia, aka, if you go to the gym, you have this body dysmorphia where now you know you can reach this certain standards, this certain societal standards of body physique, but you can't reach it or you're not trying hard enough. Like I should have washboard abs. I've worked out for six, at least six years straight, mind you. But it was just on and off times. And my diet wasn't always consistent at that. My diet was never even concerned for in the first three years. Um, um, but yeah, you know, like I, I could have insecurities about that but it doesn't kill me right it is not like insecurities like other people who like you acknowledge it and they start bursting out in tears or you know if if they can't even talk about it like yeah i could say i was fat i could say uh yeah like i gained some weight like you know it's not crazy stuff it's just more like i'm disappointed because i could have done something better i could eat less of this or that and like i mean the bad food at least like you know, like soda, I I, sh- I could have easily dropped the thousands of liters of soda from high school, and it would have done me huge favors now, but I didn't, so, I mean, I can't unchange that, but, um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's an insecure, it's a minute insecurity, because I don't let it really affect my life all that much, 
And if anything, it motivates me to work out and, you know, try a little bit better, you know, like, you know, but all, even with my very few insecurities, um, even if I have little insecurities, I don't have it ruin my life or to the point where it will affect how I live, you know, like. I, you know, I would love to lose weight, you know, the ex, you know, lose a little extra pounds of fat, but I also love eating, you know, and, and like, and like, I love just eating all kinds of food. I'm a very glutton type of guy. I like eating a lot of shit and there will be no way in how, if I have the opportunity to eat something delicious, I'm going to say, nah, 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 nah. no, I'm going to eat it whether or not I'm full. You know, if it's something at rare to, that I will, I won't be able to eat for another month or year or God knows how long, then I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to like limit myself. And I'm not talking specifically about people with uh, eating disorders, by the way. It's, I mean, this people with just regular consciousness who don't have much mental disorders. Like I said, once you step in the gym for a month. You probably have minute body dysmorphia because now you set a standard about your body and you you're you're constantly trying to reach it. Um, but yeah, you know, but there's people who deny their their self growth or they lack doing self reflection, and will have all these problems with themselves, but they will never acknowledge it. They will never talk about it. They will never address it or seek some level of understanding with it and then it just starts to cluster over time and then you know imagine it's like those people you see in their you know uh, older 20s 30s and 40s where they are acting very not unusual but they have their flaws they they're they're like problems are like sore thumbs it's almost hard to not like notice it type of deal uh you know and and they can't really at that point they're at the age where they can't change anymore it's less likely especially if they haven't make it a habit once you're old old as in like nearing your halfway point of life you don't know how to change it or it'll be extremely harder because your life is literally for the majority or for the average person it's gonna be just a routine right you won't be able to really have those crazy lifestyles where you know like you're working and then all of a sudden you're like okay i'm gonna take a three-week week vacation what do we what a three-week vacation <laughs> um traveling to 20 different countries in between all of that you know in an extreme example you can't that won't happen right like unless you have a bajillion dollars you which <laughs> not much people are going to be in that circumstances so it's very hard for you to just start experiencing different things you're, you're succumbed to this kind of like routine or little cycle you have and it's up to you to sort of reach a point where you're satisfied, you know, like, I wouldn't have a problem, like, you know, I, I know how to have fun when I want to, if I just wanted to do something different, I can do something different, 
uh, I'm at a point where I just don't even question where my life could even go. Like I, like, I just genuinely don't care. It's like, and I think most adults find that scary or concerning because every time they ask, oh, what do you plan on doing after college? I said, I don't know. I let, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out as I get there. And they always assume, like, I need to have this very long plan. It's like, sometimes I don't need this plan. Especially because I'm such a sporadic human. I don't like having a crazy, like, schedule. I can do it on a one-a-day one one basis. Like, you know, wake up in the morning and write down what I'm going to, you know, loosely do for the day. But I'm not going to schedule everything I'm doing from today to, you know, on, what is this, on April 13th to June 26, 2023. Like, I'm not going to plan my life that way, you know. I I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do in the next week. For all I know, something crazy is going to happen, and I have to now deal with that. And I I especially hate when my plans get... uh, um, when they get messed up through external circumstances. So I don't like to plan that far. I don't want to say, before I used to say I want to work at PepsiCo, and then I'm realizing I need, like, years of experience before I even touch PepsiCo. And then at that, I need to go to grad school and then do all of this shit. I'm like, I don't really want to do all of that, right? Like, you know, it was a fun thought to do work on, like, Mountain Dew because that was what I was interested in chemistry to begin with. And then I was like, no. I don't like deciding anymore, you know, I can do other stuff, hell, I don't even care about what I do, it's more so, will they give me decent amount of money to pay out my loans, mind you, just for the loan, I don't care about how much, I don't need 100k yearly to satisfy myself, you know, I mean, ideally, I would like at least 70k, since that is the, uh, that is the uh, annual salary that makes someone the most happy in the minimum salary, if that makes sense. As in, like, uh, you can look it up. Just search up uh, the the annual salary in America that makes someone the most happiest, financially speaking. Uh, and it's 70K. The rest is just, like, barely going to increase by a percent higher than that. So 70K is honestly, like, the ideal goal for me. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, considering my mom only made 20 to 40K but when, while she, when she used to work, and life seemed good for her, like, I could imagine 70K where I'm, like, very minimalistic. I don't even know what to spend much on other than functional stuff, which means my life will be extra enhanced because I'm buying things that are beneficial to me to some degree. So it's like investing in myself at that point. Uh, to enjoy life, investing to enjoy life. Um, you know, and then considering my girlfriend's gonna work as well, and we can just p- pile up our monies to do something we both agree on doing, and then just you know live life that way. Um, it's you know. At this point, I don't care where I'm working so long as I don't hate the job. Uh, and, you know, it makes a decent amount of money, mainly, mainly majority just to 
pay off the loans because I don't want it to be dealing. I don't want to deal with the loans at all. Honestly, I try to I tend to forget about loans existing, but I just want it away. So I don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's uh, I went on such a tangent here, but uh, yeah, I don't like planning too deep. I don't like but I'm very comfortable with myself. Well, let me rephrase that. Not comfortable. I'm very. I'm very appreciative of my life and how my personality is because it's quite complex. And I mean, me personally, I like the complexity. I don't like someone simple. The more complex they are and, you know, and they embrace it, the more I like them. Uh, uh, ironically, my girlfriend is definitely not the most complicated woman ever, but her being simple is her way of being uh, go with the flow, you know. And always optimistic and all that. And there's more. But that's that's a different story to tell. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I just I would prefer people who are confident with themselves, or at least you know multi-dimensional with their personality, because you know I know people who experience struggle in their life have to have multi-dimensional personalities. They have to. I like literally having trauma almost mandates multi-dimensional personality um and trauma doesn't have to be anything extreme it could be as simple as you being beaten you will experience some level of trauma from it uh and it just depends on how your your mind whether consciously or subconsciously reacts to uh comfort or cope with itself uh you know some may form a kink out of it some may uh make it you know turn it into a golden rule that they follow or don't follow some people don't know how to think for themselves so they allow external substances cope for them or they just like the easy way out and that's their their coping mechanisms or they talk through counseling you know there's a lot of versions but um you know like most people i know have these complex life, you know, and, and this should have some level of, of, of complexity in their consciousness. And of course, not everyone's going to think like me, you know, but there, there's always a solution to these things. And to hone it back to the very beginning, people who just focus on academics are kind of just literally ignoring their life, you know. And it, it's wild because it's your life, you know. It's it, it, it like it's 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 almost insane. I remember telling myself back in middle school, maybe middle school, high school, that I hated myself. Every time I remember saying that, and I had no real reason to at all, no real reason why I hated myself. You know, it's not like I did anything that like destroyed someone's life. I never did anything that you know took away someone's life or anything of that sort, or not even not even like destroy my own life necessarily. It was just me being a very sad, depressed kid who always said I hate myself. I never hated myself. Like even when I said that I didn't hate myself because I kept thinking about myself. Like you I you know 
there's people, I don't get me wrong, there's people I hate that would always live in my head red free. But I always thought about myself the most, right? Even when I had no ego back then, you know, I looked, I looked, I hate, I always destroyed myself. But like, at the end of the day, it was always about me, right? It, I always, always focused about Justin Juan. It wasn't like I was focusing on, you know, John Smith, whose life is so goddamn perfect and I'm envious of him and all that. No, it was about me. It was always about me. Right? It's like, hey, man, like, I know it can be a, a natural subconscious coping mechanism to, you know, dismiss yourself. It's not impossible. But, uh, you know, I think that's something people ought to do. Like, look inwards, you know? Like, at the end of the day, you're going... If When you're alone in the room, you are with you. Hell, even right now, I'm alone in this RA office. And I used to... I remember back then, last year, I used to hate being on duty because no one would ever visit me. And I would love to talk to people. I love talking to people. When I'm in the mood for it, at least, I love talking to people. But no one would ever visit to talk to me for whatever reason. And I took a... I don't know why I took offense to it, but... It's almost ironic at that because I love being isolated in my house, but that's because of my mother and that's a whole different topic. But here in college, I love to be social because this is the perfect spot to be social, you know. And so when people don't come visit me or talk to me at the RA office, I get mad and sad and depressed a little bit. But then now look at me here. I'm alone. I don't ever, ever expect anybody to come, but I can talk to myself. It's been 30 minutes. And I'm having this long, lengthy conversation with myself. And and, and this is an example of what people can do, if anyone's listening here. What you can do if you're one of those who don't like being alone in a room or in a house. Not because you're scared or anything, but because you just don't like being alone. Uh, This is under the assumption that... Well, no. It doesn't even matter there. You need to be able... To look at yourself as another person. Right? Um, When I make internal monologues. I don't treat it as me just talking to myself as if like, okay, I'm going to do. This is the example. Okay, uh, right now it's 830. If I work on my PCAM homework, it will be, I don't know, assuming take me 20 minutes per question is 10 questions blah 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 doing math it'll be 11 or 12 p.m to finish or whatever that's not internal monologues that's just going through a schedule in my head and figuring out what i'm gonna do internal monologues like what i'm doing here is a way to let me vent out anything whether it's something i saw on social media or something that just popped up in my head and i will talk about it I will talk about it and talk about it and pretend at the same time that I'm verbally saying it out loud, I'm analyzing what the fuck I'm saying, right? Like, um, uh, like, like right now, technically, I'm doing that by explaining to myself or to you guys why I like to monologue, right? Is because simply it is a way for me to understand myself. Because not many people talk to me. 
in this type of detail, uh, in this extent. Like, no one talks to me deeply. Well, let me not say no one. There's a few, very, very few people who do, but they're not people I can talk to often uh, because they either suck at messaging or they just have other shit to deal with. And I have shit to deal with. Um, but I'm able to understand myself by saying things out loud. It's the same way of like figuring out why do I like the color red, right? Uh, yeah, another example. I love the color red. I do like other colors, but red was always my first and favorite color. The reason why I love red, like, why? Right? First, it stemmed because uh, I, when I used to play Pokemon, I loved every fire type or majority of fire types, right? And they were usually red. Uh, my favorite Pokemon was Blaziken, and he was red. And so and with that relationship with this fictional character... I started developing feelings for the color red. Then it continue on, right? Like, I like red because it, you know, it, well, obviously I didn't think about this at the time, but red symbolizes uh, independence. It symbolizes aggression, aggressiveness, uh, compassion in some sort of ways. And all these things is what I ended up having, right? And also take... For and this, and just to prove the point of just simply the color means something, my girlfriend loves the color blue. And this doesn't always mean for everyone. My girlfriend loves the color blue. And I simply asked her, how long have you done sports? And she said since for about eight years, she straight, she did sports. Since freshman year of high school to senior year of college, she has done sports. And I asked her, what sports do you play? She plays, she, at high school, she played, she, she played. She did crew. And then in college, she did rugby. Those are team sports. Blue identifies as teamwork, right? It's teamwork and, uh, I can't remember the other stuff at the moment, but blue usually corresponds to teamworking and she loves teamworking. Again, optimism, that she's optimistic of her teammates, that she could depend on them. And she'll make sure they can depend on her. And, you know, she's very, uh, that makes her invert, uh, not invertly, proportionally loving. Because, of course, if you're going to be optimistic about your teammates, you also have to be loving of your teammates. You know, not shit on them, you know, compared to me being red. I like to shit on others who don't necessarily do good or whatever. That was a slight tangent. But, you know, you get the point. Like, me... My love for red stemmed from simply Pokemon, and then it developed over time as I played video games and looked at many colors and realized that's that's just what I've always been. Um, that's an example of why you should always internal monologue is because you start recognizing things like this. And it may not matter too much simply because of that. And it's more so important to me because I love marketing and I love psychology and it's like the perfect combo to understand people for me um if you're capable of self-analyzing yourself let me not say self-analyzing if you're capable of understanding yourself and why you do things you're capable of understanding other people and why they do things which is a huge 
godly capabilities. That's a, that, that is a power that is really, really, really useful. Whether it's to build empathy for people, if you lack that, it will help you build it. Or compassion. Or, uh, you know, if you know, if you if you understand yourself quite well, and you see someone struggling, and then you figure out small details that can help identify, theoretically, what's going wrong with them, you can help them. Or not help them. If not, if they don't want help, you can guide them. If not guide, you can support them. Right? Um... Another example, I hate pity because I, I was always that sad kid and I thought everyone was pitying me. So I hate pity. So if we're like my girlfriend who would have this knowledge, if she sees me being sad or anything, she doesn't have to pity me. She doesn't have to comfort me by saying like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't even know what pitying looks like anymore, but. All she would have to do, she doesn't have to say, no, 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 these pictures are good. Like, if I'm talking about, let's say my photography, like my photo shoot was garbage. I personally thought it was garbage. She doesn't have to say, no, no, these are good. I don't like that. That's pitying me. Some, you're just lying to me. This is for me to feel better. Just say something like, okay, I believe you're capable of doing better. And I know you know you're capable of doing better. So next time... Write down everything you did wrong here. So when you do your photo shoot again, you there's no way you have a mistake. Right? And that's all. And then you just comfort me in other ways, right? Whether it be just holding my hand or rubbing my back or massage or fucking whatever that would make me happy through other means. But... But lying to me about my capabilities or, or lying to me about my skills at the moment definitely does not help me. It pisses me off more, you know, and that's why it would be important for you to know, because it, let's say if my girlfriend never knew that I don't like pitying, uh, being pitied. Uh, if she knows how to read me and knows that, like, I can never really take compliments. Uh not compliments if if she knows that i don't like lying let's say for example i don't like people that lie to me uh then she knows that lying to me would be like a long-term damage right it whether if 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 i take her lying as legit or not it would not result in any good for either of us so she could just already accept, okay, well, lying to him about his capabilities, not his capabilities, about, you know, what is out, his prod, his, um, I don't know what the word is, his product. Yeah, if she was to say lying about his product or uh, um, end result, okay, result, there we go. If it, Lying about his results being good when he knows that it's bad is not going to do any good. Just tell him what he can do because he likes... Uh, criticism productive criticism and it would at least you know make him more grounded to know that he can fix this rather than you know like oh shit and it's disappointment and it sucks ass you know so that's why it's important to analyze to be able to understand yourself because then you're able to understand others in cases like this right you know obviously communications would be much easier for her to you know to know these things but 
you know, I, that's because I have a relationship with her. I can be straight up with her all the time. Not everyone's going to be straight up or deserves straight up comments as such. Uh, but yeah, you know, and all that internal monologue helps me understand myself so fucking much. It's almost, it's almost as if I don't even need a counselor. Obviously I do, I take counseling for emergency reasons, but overall, I honestly understand my problems within a week, right? And I know what to do. And if, if I don't necessarily know what to do, I can search it up. And it obviously is not like pure professional advice, but I can probably find it from a pure professional and, you know, just figure out what, exactly what I should do. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those capabilities, it's one of those capabilities that, um, people really don't look for that much and not necessarily everyone needs to. I know a few people that don't ever need to self-reflect all that much because they don't actually have much, uh, issues with their lives, you know, and that's okay. They don't have to have that much issue. If they don't have much issues in their life, they do not need to self-reflect that hard. Like me, like I have to self-reflect on a daily. Um, someone like my girlfriend doesn't need to, she's, she's been raised well enough to build confidence at a young age and able to, uh, not be taken advantage of all that often or, you know, not have to, she doesn't go through drama and all that unnecessary bullshit. She's, she was, she was lucky to have a very fulfilling life. You know, she just has to grind for her own independence as an adult, you know, uh, but you know, that's why I appreciate her because she's one of the rare ones that never needed to. Like she, she got a personality without needing to uh, struggle. You know. Uh, but yeah, I know most people don't have that privilege. So. It's something they can do. Just talk out loud or talk in their minds or find an empty room and just chat out loud shit. You know, I, I, I remember my mom catching me once monologuing back home during, uh, I think during winter break. And I don't even know what the fuck I said. <laughs> I mean, she was like, what are you talking to yourself? I just said, yes. I was like, what is she going to do? I mean, at this point, me talking to myself has helped me so goddamn much that, you know, I don't even feel, um... Insecure. I don't feel insecure about admitting such a thing. You know, regardless, you know, I, I there's occasionally people would reply to my internal monologues on my stories, and you know they would relate or they would show that they can actually relate to it. And it's like it. I don't need everybody to relate to it, but I know because one person can relate to it, then someone else can. They just don't want to type it. Maybe because they don't feel like they're they're capable, not capable. They don't feel like they should be typing to me because we're not that close. Or maybe um, they don't want to admit to me. It's just fine. I don't need to know about their lives at all. But I know people can relate to it. Not everyone, but I know some can and some will. And maybe they can learn out of it, which is overall what I, that's why I like to say it out loud. I could obviously hold these all to myself, but... As my friend once said, 
She would love to hear me monologue through a podcast, but this isn't a podcast. This is a journal. I just would not want to write a thesis <laughs> on one monologue about something that really won't matter all that much.